The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Wrestling Night in Canada is dedicated to the memory of Jim Crockett Jr. You're listening to Wrestling Night in Canada on the Shining Wizards Network with your hosts, Matt Copper, Dustin Maruka, and Snowy White. What's up, everyone? Welcome, well, to an explosive <coughs> episode of Radioactive Metal. Uh, Radioactive Metal. Oh, I did it again. Just, you owe us another beer. I owe you another beer. Another, <laughs> another episode of Wrestling Night in Canada. I'm uh, Snowy White. I'm Matt Copper. I'm Justin Maruga. <laughs> Oh my God! It's, Here we go. This is going to be okay. Everyone listening, okay. Strap, buck, strap, strap down. Grab a beer, buckle down because, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just by the first thirty seconds of the show, it's going to be a hell of a night. On our end, just just everything that we are going to be talking about. I've yelled at two security guards in the last two days. It's already been a long (laughs) Okay. Okay. Good, good. Because I'm sure we all have something to say. We've all got some strong opinions about pretty much everything that's been going on the last couple weeks in the wonderful world of pro wrestling um but as is tradition around here before we jump in to everything as you heard at the top of the hop there was we had a dedication and unfortunately yeah we had lost one jim crockett jr he of um jim crockett promotions now that is he was he's basically he was basically known for being the head honcho, the main promoter behind the uh, Mid-Atlantic Territory, which would eventually, you know, through different stages, become what was known as WCW. For many years, the the Mid-Atlantic Territory, well, basically worked and thrived in the Mid-Atlantic states, particularly the Carolinas and down in Florida, Atlanta, you know, all those places that you would kind of think as as the expansion, as they started at least television expansion on the TBS, which, you know, the famous 605 mm-hmm. you know, on, on, on Saturday nights. And as it just got 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 bigger and bigger, it kind of got changed, at least the TV show, like it still remained like like Mid-Atlantic was always an NWA territory. Right. With 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 the Turner expansion, the TV show got changed to World Championship Wrestling. Eventually, 1988, the Crockett's sold basically Mid-Atlantic to Turner, who then pulled out of the NWA and basically World Championship Wrestling was born. Uh, yeah, yeah, this Mr. Crockett Jr., he was the one that gave Vince the most fits when, uh, well, he was really the only competition. Mm-hmm. 
during, you know, like everyone talks about the Monday Night Wars and all that. Well, there was a hell of a war brewing in the 80s as well. And, you know, like once once the McMahons, once the WWF, I can say it right this time. <laughs> once, once they expanded nationally, you know, the Crockett's did all they could to combat it. Unfortunately, we all know how, you know, the world, how everything all kind of ended up. But, you know, it doesn't um, it doesn't dissolve any of the the good and the amazing that the Crockett's had given the world of professional wrestling. Here's some homework, guys. Go find some old. Not necessarily the NWA with Shivani and Ross and all that. Go back a couple years later onto YouTube and find some early 80s Mid-Atlantic stuff. Like a really young Roddy Piper and a heel Sergeant Slaughter and uh, the the Briscoes, Ricky Steamboat, a really young Barry Windham. It's just it's mm-hmm. just some absolutely fantastic stuff. And you guys might have seen me posting you know, on my Facebook, I'm have watching territory rest, watching territory wrestling in the mornings with my coffee and breakfast and all that. And many yeah. times, I went to the went to the mid mid Atlantic shows because coming from a from an AWA territory, we didn't get any of that stuff. I read about it all in the after mags. So the you YouTube is a very wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Give Vince, yeah, well, I don't need to give Vince any money. <laughs> you know, YouTube is setting me up. So, yeah, condolences to the whole Crockett family. That's too bad. Um, but, yeah, so go and um, and check that out. What's going on uh, with you guys? How's everyone doing with all the Carino? Everyone's still kind of in one piece? Yep, I'm still good over here, still doing renos on my house i actually picked out a carpet for upstairs today so that's uh did, doing a little adulting you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the kitchen was bigger than it usually was you found out <laughs> well yeah a little bit <laughs> yeah the 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 flooring in one of my other rooms that i'm standing in right now actually has the old kitchen floor and some hardwood so yeah that, that was a bit of a surprise <laughs> well well, all the adult stuff ends now because I know mm-hmm. we're all we're all ready to jump into this. Who wants to start with what? Uh, I guess we'll start with uh, the AEW Revolution pay per view that happened this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yes, I said Sunday, not Saturday. A first for AEW. It was. And a, and a pay per view that Snowy actually watched. Holy shit! Wow. <laughs> well, he oh, yeah. For- yeah, yeah, I. I I actually had to shell out for it. Yeah. And all that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mr. Copper, this is kind of your territory. Your smooth, silky voice always carries us through this. So, uh, how's... Lay it on us. All right, well, for starters, on the pre-show, or the buy-in, excuse me, the buy-in, uh, we got a tag team match with uh, Thunder Rosa and Rio taking on Britt Baker, and it was supposed to be Rebel, not Reba. Uh, but uh, Britt, Baker, <laughs> uh, Britt Baker comes out with a doctor's note written by herself, because she's an actual doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Reba is not able to compete because she uh, suffered an injury, quote-unquote, from the hands of Nyla Rose on Dynamite the previous week. 
But obviously, this is entirely a ruse. Is like you can tell that Rebel forget at some points forgets that she's even injured because she's walking around just as easily as she ever would. <laughs> as uh-huh. Tony should point out multiple times. So this called for a mystery partner for Doctor Baker, and that was none other than Japan's own Maki Ito. Surprise, <laughs> motherfuckers! <laughs> oh, God. Uh-huh. I love her gimmick. I love it. <laughs> So, yeah, Maki Ito makes her very pop idol-inspired entrance, uh, singing all the while. Uh, I understand it's not for everybody, but I thought it was pretty entertaining. (laughs) Yeah, that's just me, though. (laughs) I'm biting my tongue. I know. (laughs) On that right now. (laughs) Yeah, when this was all happening, we were just kind of, like, looking at each other, like me, me, Ducky, and, uh, and Mike Mason, our former host. Yeah, we were all watching it together in my place. And yeah, we were all just kind of like, man, Snowy must be just hating this right now. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just wretched. Oh, my God. And it's like, okay, she was really a, a pop idol in Japan, like who actually no, made records? I don't think so. I think she's just, that's just her gimmick in Japan is that she's like a pop star and she's just likes to sing. So, okay, because she sings just a little, little bit better than I do. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. nowadays with auto tune. <laughs> yeah, anyone could kick ass, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh wretched. No, I hate it. You guys were right. Oh, that <laughs> that that is snowy. Changed the channel heat right there. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, so, anyway, to begin the match, Rio took Baker to the mat with a wrist lock. Britt Baker uh, got the rope break and dropped Rio uh, with a kick to the abdomen section. Uh, Thunder Rosa and Maki Ito tagged in for their respective teams. Uh, Thunder Rosa tried for a uh, Fujiwara arm breaker on <laughs> Maki Ito. That's, again, that's a very difficult word to spell. <laughs> Fujiwara. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fujiwara arm breaker on Maki Ito. And uh, flip, flipped off Baker in the with a middle finger salute. That seemed to be another thing that Maki Ito really liked doing is flipping people off. But uh, anyway, Thunder Rosa and Maki Ito traded uh, right elbow strikes uh, with Thunder Rosa getting the better of the exchange. Uh, Ito hits a bulldog out of the corner on Thunder Rosa. Rio tagged in uh, after a tandem offense. Got a near fall on Ito. Rio and Ito... Uh, fired away on one another with stiff shots. Baker grabbed Rio's leg, pulled her to the outside for some cho- or some cheap shots. Uh, Ito missed a headbutt, uh, and tag- but then tagged in Baker. Grounded Rio with knees to the head. Thunder Rosa dropped her own double knees, and then drop kicked in the corner to- onto Baker. Uh, she snapped her back with a butterfly suplex, and then a senton for a two-count on Baker. Ito was tagged in, but Thunder Rosa caught her with a stunner. Ito rallied back uh, with a swinging DDT on Thunder Rosa. Wisely, Rio tagged in, but her momentum was cut short after a headbutt from Ito. Uh, Baker and Rosa tagged in on for their teams. Baker spiked Thunder Rosa with a DDT. Thunder Rosa countered with a crucifix for a near fall. Rebel drops her crutches and jumps onto the apron to distract Thunder Rosa. So, yeah, again, not injured. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baker inadvertently collides with Rebel, uh, but Rebel still managed to crack Thunder Rosa with her crush. Breaker, uh, Britt Baker used this uh, opportunity to steal the victory and pin Thunder Rosa. So yeah, that was that was the the opening match, I guess. Yeah, for the or the only match on the 
on the buy-in on the pre-show basically yeah the, yeah kind of the free the free-for-all which <clears throat> okay like Britt baker okay is just she's been absolutely amazing with this heel persona mm-hmm. and all that and, and and thunder rosa has been one of my favorite things just in pro wrestling in general it kind of gnawed at me like this was on the pre-show and all that it's like, mm-hmm. it's like holy shit no 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 this should definitely be on the main card um yeah yeah but then you would have bitched that she was singing on the main card (laughs) that would have happened regardless but yeah but i like baker she's been absolutely amazing with 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 this this whole thing the writing of the note herself and all that for an obviously faux injury and all that that is brilliant Mm-hmm. That, that that was absolutely amazing, and that just like I'm watching this with with my wife and my mother in law and all that, and they're fuming at this. Well, how could she? She's a dog. That that's that that's biased. She can't write her own notes. You know? Well, and of course I am who I am. Okay, I'm have to. Well, she's a legit doctor. She's, yeah. You know, she she wrote a note. It look, it's on. You know, it's all it's all legal and all that. Well, her friend there is not really hurt. Well, she's on crutches. I'm just being the biggest heel in my living room about the whole thing because I just know it drives them nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so when when Rebel does do do something you know i'm like no 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 she just found the intestinal fortitude you know <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> she came she came to her friend that was being savagely beaten <laughs> so they just they just know when to tune out by now okay he's done <laughs> he's he's done. he's done yeah yeah, yeah i so can't yeah. wait they're gonna be doing uh, uh thunder they're gonna be continuing this some more Right, yes. Thunder, Thunder Rosa and Baker, which I can't yeah. wait. Throw them in the yeah. cage. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a uh, uh, un- unsanctioned match next week on Dynamite. It's going to be yeah, that's yeah. going to be the main event, first ever women's main event in AEW. By the way, I I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, I figured it would be for the world title or for the women's world title, but well, whatever. I'll, uh, I I I will, I'm looking forward to seeing what these two women can do because I know. Both of them are, well, tough. So they'll um, they'll be able to mm-hmm. really give, uh, give John Moxley and Kenny Omega a run for their money compared to their uh, lights out match that they had at full gear in 2019. So yeah, I look forward to it <laughs> for sure. For sure, the one where Cornette got them fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Fucking Cornette. I got uh, yeah, I got some things to say about him later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, continuing on to the main card proper, uh, the opening match was for the AEW World Tag Team titles, pitting the Young Bucks defending against Chris Jericho and Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, The Bucks went right after Jericho and MJF from the opening bell, blasting away with strikes, following them out of the ring to continue the beating. After uh, stereo suicide dives, the, the Bucks locked in simultaneous sharpshooters to nearly score an early submission. The Bucks' domination would continue until Wardlow's involvement outside the ring helped Jericho and MJF get things going their way. Jericho locked uh, Nick Jackson in the Lion Tamer, then did the same to Matt Jackson after what the Bucks thought was a blind tag. After some really solid near falls by both teams, 
Uh, Jericho snuck in a shot with a baseball bat, allowing MJF to hit, hit the heat seeker, but Matt managed to kick out in a dramatic moment. Uh, Jericho missed with the Judas effect, hitting Wardlow by mistake. Shortly after, the Bucks hit the Melcher driver on Jericho to score the pin. And uh, to our, all of our surprise, Sammy Guevara did not get involved, as mm-hmm. we thought he would. So the Bucks won clean as a fucking sheet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, we, we will learn on Dynamite why that was why Sammy Guevara didn't get involved. But yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Yeah, this was a, this I thought was a pretty good opening bout. Not as good as not nearly as good as the Young Bucks versus uh, Kenny and uh, Hangman from last year's Revolution, but. Oh, that's that's, that's just that's a high bar. That's a very very mm-hmm. high. So, yeah, it's yeah, not <laughs> not hard to see why. But it's overall, yeah, I did think it was a pretty pretty decent show opener, to say the least. Anyway, up next was the Casino Tag Team Royale. Essentially, this was a Royal Rumble for tag teams where. Two teams would start, and every 90 seconds, a new team would come in. Eliminations over the top rope. Both feet touch the floor. and But uh, in order for an entire team to be eliminated, both both members of the team had to be eliminated. So that kind of made things a little more interesting. The winning team of the Battle Royale would win a shot at the AEW Tag Team Championships. So the competitors were Bear Country, Bear Boulder, and Bear Bronson. Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. Dark, or- Dark Orders... Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, Dark Orders 10 and 5, Inner Circle, Santana and Ortiz, but The Butcher and the Blade, uh, Private Party, The Gun Club, which was Austin and Colton Gunn, Billy Gunn's sons, mm-hmm. uh, death, uh, Two-Thirds of Death Triangle, which was Pac and Ray Phoenix, Matt and Mike Seidel, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus of the Jurassic Express, Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr., also known as the Varsity Blondes, uh, Pretty Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi, and uh, Chris Daniels and Frankie Kazarian from SCU. Okay, the Natural Nightmares and Dark Orders 5 and 10 were the first two teams. And Dustin Power Slams 10, but 10 pump, ki- uh, pump kicked him out. Uh, uh, and Dustin stepped back for an uppercut. Uh, Dark Order turned their backs on Dustin, and he surprised them both with double bulldogs. Santana and Ortiz were in next, sprinting to the ring, not wasting any time. QT hit a diamond cutter on five and sent him over the top rope. Matt and Mike Seidel were the fourth team to enter. They chopped number 10 down with swift kicks, taking him down like a tree. Racing Evil Uno are in next. Uh, So now the numbers favor the Dark Order. Mike Mike Seidel was sent to the arena floor by Santana and Ortiz. Uno hit a sit-down powerbomb on Ortiz. Santana lit, lit up the Dark Order with super kicks. And then the Gun Club were the next team to enter the match. They cleared some space with Lariats. Uh, Matt Seidel was eliminated, so the Seidels were the first team gone. Uh, Pretty Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi were the next out to the ring, and they fired shots at the Gun Club. No pun intended. Uh, Aww. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. Oh. let me have that one Uh, yeah (laughs) anyway uh the varsity blondes enter the match uh garrison hits a splash austin gun whip pretty peter avalon over the top rope qt eliminates the gun club uh and which uh draws the ire of dustin Rhodes because the gun club are fellow members of the nightmare family along with them 
QT does not take kindly to this as he pushes uh, Dustin back and eliminates himself from the match and walks away. Uh, so yeah, some tension growing there. That'll probably be developing in storyline in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bear Country enters the match and uh, showed off their brute strength. Jurassic Express ran into the match next. Luchasaurus double chokeslammed uh, Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, Jungle Boy clotheslined Ortiz over the top. So that's half of your team gone, Ducky. Sorry. Shit. <laughs> Luchasaurus stepped up to Cesar Bononi, uh, tail whipped him out of the match. Uh, Jungle Boy baited Santana towards him, held the top rope, and sent Santana out of the match. So that's it for Santana and Ortiz. Uh, Butcher and the Blade came out next and eliminated Griff Garrison. Jack Evans was hiding under the ring and pulled uh, 10 from the Dark Order out of the match. Bear Boulder nearly eliminated Dustin Rhodes, but the natural uh, held onto the top rope. Uh, Bunny grabbed Dustin from the outside and was outmanned from inside, so um, pushed, uh, he was pushed out by Butcher and the Blade. Private Party entered to, to show off their new attitude, which, yeah, they've turned heel for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, SCU were the next entrance. Luchasaurus tried for a double choke slam on SCU, but Bear Country rushed him from behind knocking Luchasaurus to the arena floor and eliminating him. Uh, then Butcher knocked Bear Country with his, with his brute force and eliminated both of them. Hawk and Ray Phoenix were in next and eliminated Mark Quinn from Private Party and The Blade. John Silver and Alex Reynolds were out next. This is mine and Snowy's picks. Mm-hmm. They came out, spiked uh, Isaiah Cassidy with the Darks Destroyer. SCU eliminates The Butcher. Uh, Ray Phoenix walked the ropes and eliminated Christopher Daniels. Uh, Reynolds and Jungle Boy traded kicks on the ring apron until Jungle Boy tossed Reynolds out to the floor. Hawk backdrops uh, Frankie Kazarian over the top, and ca- which uh, caused Kaz crashing down on his shoulder. Don't know if he's actually injured or not. They didn't really follow that up. Uh, Hawk and John Silver faced off and fired away with forearms. Silver backed up Pac with hard kicks, but Pac shut him down with a German suplex. Ray Phoenix walked the top rope again, kicking Silver in the temple, knocking him down and out of the match. So all of our picks are out. Uh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Shit. Nobody wins this one, but yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least we all got one point with the first match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Ray Phoenix and Pac were left with Jungle Boy. Uh, Pack charged Jungle Boy and Jungle Boy ducked. Pack, uh, Pack's own momentum sent, sent him over the top rope. Ray Phoenix and Jungle Boy were the final two. Jungle Boy hit the poison rod on Ray Phoenix, but after a powerful kick, Ray clotheslined Jungle Boy and eliminated him from the match. There was actually a point here where Ray Phoenix hits a suicide dive onto Jungle Boy to the outside, and the referee, one of the referees thought Ray Phoenix eliminated himself. But he actually went through the top and middle rope. I actually, yeah, have yeah, that's right, yeah. He, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I actually kind of had. And he landed ass first on the barricade, and I started laughing. I was like, "He broke his asshole." Yeah, he broke his hole. More broken holes. Yeah, oh, but yeah, yeah. Aubrey Edwards was the referee that cleared up the confusion that Ray Phoenix actually did, in fact, go through the top and middle and not over the top. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so nevertheless. Hawk and Ray Phoenix are your winners, and they get a shot at the AEW Tag Team titles in the near future. Right on, right on. Looking forward to that match. Mm-hmm. I like 
I like um okay, putting Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison, this Griff Garrison, whoever that is, I guess he's an indie guy they're giving a shot. Yeah. For whoever. Cool, cool. Yeah, they they look good. They seem to be work working really well. They should be doing tag teams right now. You know, and then eventually break them off and make them single stars. But I I had to admit, the Varsity Blondes made yeah. me go, really? Okay, I'm like... A little too much, yeah. It was, it was like, okay, his dad was in the Hollywood Blondes. Okay, yeah. great. We'll, we'll make him a blonde. Whatever, okay. Well, we have to come up with something else. Well, hmm, let's think. Uh, what was another team back then? Uh, oh, the, oh, right. What about the Varsity Club? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I about the Varsity Blondes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Apart from that, everything's fine. So yeah, it just seems like lazy, lazy. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Just, just no, a- Snowy. It's long-term <laughs> storytelling. Get it right. <laughs> but but apart from that, Pillman is going to be a star. Yeah, I can only I only hope they eventually give him his uh, give him his shot, and he's able to like break away from the undercard and actually move up. Give him a shot at the TNT title, like yeah, yeah. Give him, give him the fucking world, <laughs> yeah, because he he fucking deserves it. He's very talented, indeed. But yeah, after uh, after recovering from that match, that that was that that match took a lot out of me. There was a lot of excitement going on there. So yeah. <laughs> the next up was the women's uh, championship match. Uh, Hikarushida defending against Ryo Mizunami. Now, I know in the last episode, we all just predicted that uh, Nyla Rose was going to be facing uh, Hikarushida in this in this match. But well, I guess we were wrong. We were <laughs> so, wrong. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. So it's like apparently these two have had a, a long, a long going on rivalry in Japan. And uh, Ryo Mizunami has was actually almost pretty close to retirement before this. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so it was an unexpected match, but we all, we all voted for Sheeta nevertheless, regardless who she was facing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so Sheeta and Mizunami exchanged strikes early in the match before the action spilled out of, onto the floor. Uh, Mizunami managed to take uh, over after catching Sheeta, trying to vault off the chair into a flying knee. The action picked up in a big way from there, with Sheeta hitting some big power moves and putting Mizunami in big danger. The match remained a hard-hitting battle, with Sheeta hitting huge running knees and Mizunami answering with heavy lariats before the extended section of trading blows and strikes. The action did not let up, uh, with both women obliterating each other with huge moves and the recipient coming back with with a big answer. Uh, Sheeta hit several... uh, Tama... Sorry... Yeah, another. Sorry, I'm really bad at pronouncing some of these words. I apologize. I don't. You're doing better than I ever would do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So Sheeta Sheeta hit several Tamashi running knee strikes, but Mizunami uh, continued to kick out until Sheeta finally managed to put away her challenger with a jumping spin kick to the face, which looked very similar to uh, Kofi Kingston's Trouble in Paradise finisher. But I th- I th- although I think it was, the I think last it was a two minutes of that match was terrible. Yeah, it, it kind of did fall apart a little bit. 
it wasn't uh, like the majority of the match was great, but yeah, the last couple of minutes there was a lot. It seemed to be quite a few miscommunications, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of hurt it quite a bit. But overall, I'd say it was a pretty good match. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, after the match, uh, Nyla Rose, Kurt Baker, and uh, Maki Ito ran out to attack Sheeta until Thunder Rosa comes out to the ring to run them off. So right on. Yeah, that was. Okay, sorry. How is the the challenger's name pronounced again? I'm really uh, not too Ryo, familiar. Rio Mizunami. M- Mizunami. Okay. Um, th- there are some parts of like her shtick. Okay, that just kind of like it. Ju- it just doesn't do anything for me. Like when she's doing, are, are those supposed to be chops or are those gentle? Well, she does to, like. To the- I think they're like tribute Kenta Kobashi chops. He would chop people like that. Okay, because it looks like he's she's basically patting someone, like when 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 she does that, like there's no there's no oomph to these chops at all, and when she does the little rope showboating thing, it's like okay, I get showboating, I understand that, okay, and it's good in small doses. This takes too long, by all accounts. For the amount of for the length amount of time that she does this, the opponent, any one of the opponents, should be recovered enough to run over there and kick her in the face. Like, like yeah, it's it's, uh, it's they just got to tighten that up a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of hard. To, sorry, yeah. hard, It's kind of hard to suspend your disbelief, which I know you're really supposed to do when you watch wrestling. But right. Right, yeah. right, and especially when you're in there with Sheeta, that can just she could go like mm-hmm. you know, like there's there's a reason why the women are so over in pro wrestling right now because they're giving her shit on in all in all uh, in all in all leagues for sure, yeah, for sure, but yeah, especially especially like a lot of the matches in AEW, like AEW's women women's division was kind of. Uh, hit or miss for a while, but it does seem to be like finding its footing and getting uh, getting really good. But o- overall, I still think NXT has the best women's division in all of pro wrestling right now. Oh, Shotzi Blackheart has my attention, yes. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, uh, up next was a tag team match. It was Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. But both of you picked Cassidy and Taylor for this one, if I were remember correctly. Yeah. And I, I picked Miro and Sabian. So before the match even starts, Miro and Sabian attack Cassidy and Taylor backstage. Uh, Miro then drags Chuck Taylor to the ring, uh, but a compromised and bloody Taylor told the ref to ring the bell despite Cassidy not being with him. Uh, Cassidy eventually made his way to the ring, hitting Miro with the orange punch and trying to take the fight to Sabian. Taylor almost had the match won after a pile driver, but Miro... Uh, finally recovered from the orange punch to make the save. Cassidy again hit Miro with the orange punch, but Penelope Penelope Ford caused the distraction, and Miro chose to shove Cassidy into her to get the upper hand. Miro took out Taylor but uh, before locking him in the game over to get the submission victory. It was a short kind of filler match. Uh, It was more of an angle, really, than a match. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of what I expected. Uh... Yeah, and there was some obvious tension between Miro and Sabian after the match because 
because of what Miro shoving Orange Cassidy into Penelope. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that in the in the coming. And Rusev, and you could tell he brought out Rusev for sure. Yeah, like this is like the beginnings of the actual, like the the return of the Bulgarian brute. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I, I'm. I I was checked out of the best guy, best man, like right right from the start. But yeah, I I, I want to see a meaner, tougher. Rusev and all that. Just what what we got when he was in the WWE for the for for that while, yeah. Yeah, like when he was in NXT, for sure. Uh, well, I I actually read somewhere, and I don't know if there's a whole lot of truth to this, but apparently, initially, the best man gimmick was supposed to be something similar to Mister Perfect, not like a best man at a wedding. <laughs> okay, I could I could have gone for 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 that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, and just have him come out, beat everyone, you know, in in quick, easy, easy fashion, build him up really strong. And then when it is time to take that pinfall loss, it would mean something for his opponent. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that may be where they're going now with it. He'll just be Miro. The best man, <laughs> and you'll, uh, I hope so. I'll yeah. I'll get behind that. I'll get behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a Mister Perfect like gimmick would would be a very welcome thing in this day and age. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah the the uh, yeah especially in a well especially I don't I don't want to say especially AEW because AEW does have their fair share of characters, but I don't know. I, I always enjoy like a good character in wrestling. Who doesn't? That's mainly what it's all about. But yeah, like as long as it's not Hillbilly Jim, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I said a good character. <laughs> as long as it's not character. Hillbilly Jim's Hall of Fame speech that took an hour and a goddamn half. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that so took fucking forty-seven years to fucking. Wow! Holy yeah. shit! But no, like, like what I mean is, is, like in the in the in the past few years, there's definitely been a trade-off with like we've been had good wrestling, but lack of character. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, so I kind of want to see like the good balance between the two, and I have a feeling we're on our way to that very soon. I know. And uh, yeah, uh, after the smoke clear from that match, there was not next was Hangman Adam Page versus Matt Hardy in a big money match. Winner gets the loser's first quarter earnings. Page explode exploded into the match early, uh, looking for a buckshot lariat, but Hardy rolled out of the ring to avoid the shot. Uh, Hardy then focuses attention on Paige's hand and arm, trying to neutralize uh, the buckshot going forward. Uh, Paige continued trying to throw right hands despite the damage, uh, fighting on instinct. Hardy tried to steal a countout victory by hitting the twist of fate on the outside of the ring, but Paige was able to barely beat the referee's 10 count. Paige hit a lot of his standard big moves, uh, including a moonsault from the top rope uh, onto the floor. Uh, top rope crossbody uh, when the action returned to the ring, but Hardy kept firing back. Page uh, appeared to have the match won with a dead eye, but Private Party ran to the ring, distracting the referee before jumping into the ring. Page took out both men with the bu- with uh, the buckshot lariat, but was countered into a side effect and a twist of fate for a two count. Because that surprised me. I thought that was it right there. Uh. Dark Order runs out to the ring to take out Private Party and toss Paige back 
onto the ring apron where he flipped over and hit the buckshot lariat for the three count. And yeah, that was the end of it. Hangman wins. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah. Talk, talk, talk about your future stars. If he yeah. isn't all, if he isn't already. I, yeah. I, th- I thought they were going to already pull the trigger on him, but uh, yeah, I guess, I guess uh, this is kind of just a step in the right direction after his, mm-hmm. His character kind of hit a bit of a downfall with the whole like uh, chronic drinking thing going on, but it right. seems like he's, it seems like he's on the upswing now. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from here, with him winning this stipulation, though, and this this isn't a criticism; it's just something that I would have liked to have seen. But something like okay, Dusty Rhodes had this thing where he was like getting to the pay and window, yeah, you know, and with a stipulation like this. To drop something like that would have been just oh, oh my god! As as a wrestling mark, I just would have like oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> another time, another time. Yep, <laughs> of course. All right. So following this up was the face of the revolution ladder match, which was Cody Rhodes against uh, Pentagon Junior or Penta Penta El Zero Miedo, whatever, whatever Pento. you. Should- just it's, he's just pent a whole bunch of stuff. Penta, yeah, <laughs> penta something, something. <laughs> penta, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, there we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, Cody Rhodes versus Penta versus Scorpio Sky versus Lance Archer, uh, Max Caster from the Acclaimed, and a debuting good old Canadian boy, Molly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Before we get into this with Ethan Page, okay, I have to admit I wasn't expecting that. Okay, were you guys expecting Page? We thought it was going to be Van Dam because it's like ladder match. Okay. Right. Yeah. Van right. Dam. Now, some people might might be like, okay, like okay, because it's not like Ethan Page is this huge name. No. So was it? Were you expecting? You know, someone of more name value, or were you happy with with Ethan Page? I was happy with Ethan Page because, well, I know who he is from being in uh, Impact Wrestling uh, right. tag, or being that he's like one of the longest reigning tag team champions in the in recent me- history. Mm-hmm. And, and like, and let's be honest here, he's pretty fucking good in the ring. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's all all is. <laughs> It's just with Ethan Page, though. Just let me say this. He doesn't have a heart. Literally. Okay. <laughs> okay. The last time we saw him, Karate Man was literally ripping his heart out. <laughs> he doesn't have a heart. He's lost the most vital organ that you could have in order to live. Okay. I'm done. Well. I mean, he is a heel now, so you could. And he's, and he's all ego, so you could say he's hard. That's it. That's right. Uh, walk it off, son. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but don't forget, one of his opponents in that match, Cody Rhodes, is the ego. Um, <laughs> do you think um, if he had gone to the WWF and there was already like a, a page already? You know, like they 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 would have changed they would have changed the name. So part of me is kind of a little bit surprised that they kept him as Page, but I'm glad that he did because you're right. We we know him from Impact. 
Yeah. In well, WWE, the- he would be Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he would just be e- ego Ethan. <laughs> but uh, no, that's what I like about AEW is that they allow the guys that come in to keep their indie names. Yes. Like uh, the core of the audience watching AEW are indie wrestling fans, and that's this is what they know the guys as. Mm-hmm. And then like some some people go to NXT, and it's just like, oh, I know who them, but I don't know that name. <laughs> and, yeah, and then because yeah, WWE's got to brand everything. But luckily, all ego Ethan Page is alive and well, and <laughs> his his heart grew back. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the all ego is now all elite. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, after Paige was revealed as the mystery opponents, uh, or former year plus tag team champion in Impact and standout performer for Evolve, where he was uh, in a pre wild feud with Darby Allen, <laughs> and he also broke Darby Allen's arm. And he oh, oh. yeah, by mistake with a shovel. Oh, right. Yeah, I read about that. Well, maybe that won't happen again. Or maybe it will. Though. Maybe they'll incorporate it into a storyline. But yeah, as expected, uh, this match was full of wild moments, including Penta hitting Rhodes with a destroyer on a ladder, which looked like it fucking hurt. Uh, and that was like, yeah, the ladder was suspended between the ring apron and the ringside uh, barricade, which that move led uh, Rhodes to being escorted uh, to the entrance to be checked out by trainers, even though he kind of Kind of hung out on the the stage for a while, and then you could still see like the trainers hanging back through the tunnel for the majority of the match. So he was like literally just right around the corner the entire time, which kind of I don't know that made me think, oh no, well he's definitely coming back. Like even though there was no doubt about that, but like yeah, being able to see his his entourage around the corner, I was just like, well, okay, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> but uh, uh. Yeah, in another highlight bump, Archer threw Scorpio Sky through another ladder onto the outside of the ring as bodies continued to crash in and, out, in and around the ring. Uh, the injured Rhodes made his way back to the ring, surprise, surprise, using his belt as a weapon before hitting uh, Ethan Page with the crossroads. Uh, Rhodes was hit with a suplex off the apron by Archer and an elbow uh, off the ladder by Max Caster. Uh, Jake Roberts got in the ring for some reason. <laughs> and yeah, uh, hits Ethan Page with a close lo- uh, clothesline after Page took out Archer, but Penta then came in and attacked Roberts to remove him from the equation. I don't know what the hell Roberts was doing in this. Like, he looked like he shouldn't be anywhere near the inside of a wrestling ring. It's just you could tell he was winded after just like that short exchange with the mm-hmm. line on Ethan and then taking the kick from Penta. Like yep. Yeah. Like the referees are escorting him out and you could just like, the look on his face. He's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got to get the oxygen anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's, for me. <laughs> he's no, he's definitely no, no Ricky Morton or Tully Blanchard right now. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, the, the end of the match came when it was uh, Scorpio Sky and uh, Cody Rhodes were fighting on the top of the ladder. Sky ended up ultimately winning the match, uh, taking out Rhodes, who had taken several big, big bumps on his injured shoulder throughout the match. Yeah, he shoved, shoved Rhodes off the ladder and grabbed the literal brass ring for the win. 
And that's that's <laughs> another just, thing I want to point out about this match is that literally. Remember what we were joking around about calling it? Well, no, they they had, they had actually said like it was going to be a brass ring because I like that that's a thing that Vince McMahon mm-hmm. would say like he's like you got a great shot you got to grab that brass ring that, uh, yeah yeah and yeah so sure enough to poke even more fun at WWF yeah. They actually had a real brass ring that looked like it was like one of those. <laughs> looked like it. Okay, okay. You, you know when your hemorrhoids are acting up and you 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 need the cushion to sit down yeah. on with an. Yep. That's what the brass ring looked like. Or yeah, it I, also looked like the last competitor would have been Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog is all elite. <laughs> there we are. There yeah. we are. They did a really good job with uh is is Cody hurt? Is is he not? Is 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 he gonna make the comeback? Is he done? Is he legit hurt or not? It really had everyone guessing, I think. Like well it definitely it definitely had me going. I don't know if this is storyline. Is he legit hurt or not? Yeah. I, 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 I kind of felt that like when you could see all of the doctors and stuff like around the corner in the tunnel that it was pretty inevitable that he was going to come back. Like I mentioned earlier, but yeah, it's like when he, when he did come back though, everyone started booing him, even though he, I'm pretty sure he was trying to go for that whole hero's return thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I just think the, the crowd is kind of soured on him a bit. Cause well, he, yeah, well they don't watch super Cena. No, exactly. They don't want. So yeah, I think him him going over might definitely have. They might have rioted. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of glad that he didn't. But even though that I know that was your pick, and yeah, the Lance Archer was my my and Ducky's pick, and well, nobody nobody got a point on this because Mike did. Mike got five. Remember? Oh yeah, (laughs) right. Scorpio Sky at the beginning, so he gets five points. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was that was definitely the underdog. Yeah, for sure. Our former former host gets five points. I gave him a consolation prize <laughs> at the end of the night, but uh, yeah, because it was he wasn't officially entered into our little <laughs> into our little predictions pool, so I had to give him something to make him feel good. Was that a beer? Uh, well, yeah, that, and I gave him a, a second okay. championship belt. <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> the, the spinner, the spinner Cena belt, and he put the M upside down like Miz yeah. when he won the WWE championship. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it works for him, too. Mike Mason. Too, yeah. Too yeah. <laughs> there we are. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, after this uh, was the... Big, the big reveal of the new signing that Paul White had teased on Dynamite the week prior. A, a superstar with a Hall of Fame-worthy status, as he, as he claimed. Who is it going to be? There's been lots of speculation. But as it turned out, this was the debut of the second good old Canadian boy. <laughs> Christian Cage is all elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your guys' initial reaction? And he's to that? using the shitty TNA ripoff of Evanescence My Last Breath still. Yeah. <laughs> what oh, yeah, was your you, initial reaction? I was pretty stoked about it. 
Like, cause he's, I, I was actually stoked when he came back for the Royal rumble. Like then that was like what a month ago, not like just over a month ago. Yeah. So January, January 31st, he makes his in-ring debut with WWE and yeah, yeah March 7th, he makes his debut with uh, all the wrestling. Wasn't he on Raw like two weeks ago wrestling? <laughs> I don't think so. What do you but, think of the idea of just Christian coming in, signing the contract, waving, and that's good for tonight? That, I thought that was good for the night. I didn't mm-hmm. think he needed to go on a 10-minute promo. No, no, don't got to start anything, you know, right then and there. This is this is the big reveal, and that's that's good. Yeah. Well, I'm happy he's uh, I'm happy he's getting his uh, like another chance to wrestle because he hasn't wrestled in like seven years. I don't think since the really? Rumble. Wow. And I guess like being in WWE, they would have just like obviously he just would have been like second fiddle to Edge, like he always has been. Is like mm-hmm. and like when he made his return to WWE after he was in uh, TNA for the longest time, like TNA pushed him to the top and made him look like a star. But then WWE gave gave him the world title, but they kind of booked him to be like that chicken shit cowardly heel who can only win by cheating and didn't actually let him like didn't let him like win matches like clean like they kind of did in uh, TNA, you know, mm-hmm. like. But it seems like they're they might be giving him that rub already in AEW because they kind of teased that on Dynamite with uh, Kenny Omega. So I guess we'll see going right. forward. I don't really, well, I don't really want them to like put him into the world title picture right away. Oh no, no, no! Give, 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 give him a build and use him to get other guys over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah, like that—that's kind of what I want them to do with Edge. Like, I don't want same like in, in WWE. I don't want Edge to like have another world title reign that goes on forever specifically like I'd be happy if he was used to just put Roman Reigns over as a even more major heel at WrestleMania this year and I kind of mm-hmm. yeah and Christian kind of the same thing because like, as stoked as I am to see him to see him back he has had his time in the spotlight so like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. TNA was his best run of his career let him be a draw and put other guys over. It's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's already held Sweet Charlotte, the ten pounds of gold. Like, does he? That's right. Those? What else? What else could you want? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, like, let's be serious here. Mm. Yeah. So, well, and then there was Wednesday's episode of Dynamite, which we'll get to in a bit. Yeah, well, that's why. Yeah, that's what I was talking about when they were teasing the teasing the World Heavyweight Title match between him and Omega, but. Yeah, see what see what develops with that. That'll probably just be on an episode of Dynamite because their next pay per view isn't until May, I think. Is double or nothing? Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, May or June. I, I forget when the date was that they announced, but not as big of a gap as between this pay per view and their last one, which I think was like six months. Wow, quite a while. But either way, yeah. Up, up next was the. Uh, street fight between Sting and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. As I predicted, this was in fact a cinematic match. Yep, boy. Yep, boy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but that didn't keep it from being entertaining, in my opinion. 
I actually thought it was pretty, pretty, pretty well put together, pretty well shot, really well produced. The cinematography was great. The only thing I didn't really like about it uh, was the the commentary over top of it. Kind of seemed a little uh, misplaced. Well, I, th- I think, yeah, yeah, I think what they were going for was okay. It's a cinematic match, but they were trying to pass it off as. This is live in this undisclosed location. It, yeah. It's, yeah, they're they're just beaming it to us. We're looking at it in the monitors. We're watching it live. And it's like, you know, this, this just by the way it was shot, this can't be live. Yeah. <laughs> and then it starts with a shitty Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah. As much as I love watching Darby Skate, I just, this is, oh. How how are we? How are you supposed to convince us this is a real match when when stuff like this is going on? Yeah, for sure. Like the, and there's like back like dramatic background music happening too. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> now, I I personally think it would have come off better if uh, if there were no, was no commentary and they just kind of made it look like a scene out of a movie. Hmm. That, like the way, like the way it opened up with uh, Cage and uh, and Starks, like getting in that really fancy car and driving and driving to this abandoned five story warehouse building, and then and then yeah, Sting Sting coming come in in uh, his truck and then Darby skating in, and they're, they're all accompanied by a bunch of men in Sting masks and hoods. Like the whole, yeah, there's yeah, like you said, there's no way this could have actually been portrayed as being live, no matter how, how much the commentary wanted to seem that way. But, uh, yeah, I'll get into the details of it more here. Uh, Sting paired off with Starks in the, in the ring that was in the middle of this warehouse, uh, while Alan and Cage battled around the building, uh, with Cage brutally, th- uh, throwing Alan into walls and through doors. The setup of the match allowed Sting to look good without having to do much while Cage was his usual powerhouse self. Uh, Starks played a slightly cowardly heel, and uh, Allen took his usual varied uh, or variety of insane bumps. Powerhouse Hobbs and Hook ran, to, ran in. Powerhouse Hobbs came in, and he was wearing a balaclava to begin with. I don't understand what the point of that was. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, we all know who you are. Yeah, so you're wearing yeah. like, like, it's, it, it's a no DQ match. There's like there's yeah. no rules. It's, it's it's a street fight. You don't you don't have to conceal yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, powerhouse Hobbs and Hook run in, uh, and as Allen appeared to have the match won after taking out Starks uh, with a huge numbers advantage, Team Taz threw Allen through a window propped up against a wall, which actually looked like it fucking hurt. Because the the window the window frame actually crashed down onto Allen after he was thrown through it. Uh, Team Taz uh, stalks Sting. Uh, Allen recovers and threw a bat to the icon, allowing him to knock Cage into a wooden platform. Allen then drove, uh, or sorry, dove from a window, driving Cage through the platform with a huge elbow. So that was the last you see of those two in this in this match. Uh, this left Sting alone with Ricky Starks where the two uh, went back and forth until Sting hit the Scorpion Death Drop for the win. So, yeah, that was that. It was <laughs> like, like I said, it was 
it was a very well put together and very well shot cinematic match. And it did really kind of hide uh, Sting's limitations being that he is 61 mm-hmm. years old. And this right. was his first match since 2015. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you definitely need smoke and mirrors and you have to, you have to hide the weaknesses, but the best way to hide a weakness is just have a brawl. You know, he's, he's not going to do any 45 minutes with flair anymore. Okay. And I, again, I get that, mm. but like these cinematic matches are just, Oh, like they just, they just drive me crazy. I, I understand where they were going. And I like the idea. Okay. If you want to have a match like this in the undisclosed location, set up a ring like they did, but have it live, just have a fight, mm-hmm. you know, and just, and just fight all throughout, you know, like they, okay. I, okay. Remember the Roddy Piper gold dust backyard brawl. Yeah. The back lot uh, brawl. Yes. You know, something akin to that where it, it, you know, it doesn't expose Sting, but it doesn't ex- expose wrestling. True. You know, I, I definitely, I would have went with that, you know, a, lo- a, a lot more. These, these cinematic matches are just, are just garbage. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what you mean when you say, like, uh, just have them kind of just do brawls instead of, like, actually, mm-hmm. like, technical wrestling. Because, like, that's, like, similar to what happened with Stone Cold Steve Austin after the pile driver incident with uh, Owen Hart that left him... Uh, that broke his neck. Right. That that forced Stone Cold to change his in ring style to more of a brawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or before that, when he was a ringmaster, he could actually. <laughs> so. Yeah, and if anyone, okay, who and you might find this kind of weird, but that's the department that Steve Austin was always underrated. Like just the the work rate, just the ability to put on you know, a believable match. But just every, every, everyone just saw the beer and Stone Cold and the stunner and all that. Austin was an amazing wrestler as well. Yeah, he was. Okay. And so was so was Ted DiBiase. You know, forget the million dollar man and the paying off and the ha 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 and all that. Just watch DiBiase, even in the the million dollar man days, when you just focus on what he was able to do, one of the best. One of the best and all that, so yeah, yeah. absolutely, but yeah. Well, I guess we'll see where Sting's uh, the rest of his AEW career goes from here because, well, yeah, uh, the next night on Dynamite, he was kind of just interrupted by Lance Archer. So, <laughs> <That's very laughs> don't bizarre. put Sting yeah. in a match with Archer, Archer will kill him. Yeah, like Sting cannot take the blackout and survive. That's no. like, <laughs> no. I don't know. I, what's John Carpenter doing? He might be able to do something with Sting. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I guess you going forward. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm better now. Yeah. yeah. If there's one thing that's for sure with the Stinger, it's that nothing's for sure. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this brings us to our main event. It's okay. barbed wire death match for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. In the defending the- champion Kenny Omega against John Moxley. <laughs> in with the good hair, out with the bad hair. In with the and good. And oh my god, with this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> <That's it. Yeah. laughs> 
but the shirt's pretty awesome. I might order it. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to that. I, first, I got to go through the, the good parts of the match. <laughs> because, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Hey, okay, so skip the ending. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the opening moments saw both men trying to force each other's faces into the barbed wire. From there, the psychology of the match was established, as is the case in such matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, as revolving around uh, the continued teasing of one mistake leading to a potential catastrophe, Moxley would be the first man to taste the barbed wire and the explosions after Omega threw powder in his eyes and whipped him into the ropes. Moxley was busted open early, but continued to fight back, even as he, he was thrown into the barbed wire covered board, propped into the corner. Which I thought were going to explode, but I guess those ones don't explode, just the ropes and the things on the outside. Uh, Omega tried to follow up uh, with a figure four, but Moxie kicked him off, sending Omega face first into the barbed wire ropes and into into an explosion. Moxley then drop kicked Omega back into the ropes for a second explosion. Omega was sent through the second barbed wire board in the corner after Moxie hit him with an exploder. Uh, after which Moxley hit a side slam onto a barbed wire covered chair, which looked pretty, <laughs> pretty fucking gnarly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omega tackled Moxley uh, into the ropes, but it was Omega who took the worst of it with his uh, face ending up right near the resulting explosion. Moxley hit the paradigm shift off the ring apron onto an exploding barbed wire board on the floor, uh, driving Omega head first. Omega hit the one winged angel shortly after when they got back into the ring. Uh, but Moxley broke the pin by kicking the ropes, causing an explosion and blinding Omega. So technically he didn't kick out of the one winged angel. He just caused an explosion, which caused Mox, which caused Omega. <laughs> so it still saves the finisher. So it still protects the finisher. Nobody has kicked out of the one winged angel. Pit. Yeah. Before Moxley could capitalize the good brothers, uh, Gallows and Anderson uh, ran out to the ring for the attack, handing Omega a barbed wire wrapped bat that was also rigged with explosives <laughs> and then to hit Moxley with. Omega drove Moxley uh, through the chair that he had been that had been set up in the middle of the ring, uh, drove him through with the one-winged angel to score the pin and the victory. Uh, the beatdown continued after the match before the trio handcuffed Moxley's hands behind his back and the continuing assault uh, until leaving Moxley in the ring at 30-minute timer continued to count to zero with the dramatic music and all. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. With the, the music kind of actually helped it for me. I was like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? So as, as, the, the, as the three men are leaving the ring, Eddie Kingston ran into the ring to, uh, to try and save Moxley. The commentators are really hamming this up. Uh, Kingston can't get Moxley out as he's just dead weight. So Eddie Kingston looks over the timer. The last two seconds are on. He covers Moxley in a heroic effort to save his best friend's life. The timer hits zero and... (laughs) Not (laughs) malfunction. I took one look at that and I was like, what? Yeah, oh, it was a dud. Jeez. It was a dud. It was but, a popcorn fart, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was the sparklers and the other two boards. <laughs> yeah. 
the while all this was going on, as it's as it's counting down, and Kingston is not that okay. Somewhere, some point, someone didn't could have had a finger on the button to not have these two people die. Okay, <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm. Okay, the whole the whole time I was thinking. Okay, number one, how the hell can okay, Mar- Marx is dead weight. Okay. Mm-hmm. How weak is Eddie Kingston that he can't pull a 200 pound man like out? Like, 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 come on. Like, I, I, I could, I could drag Moxley around all day. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. At least five feet enough to roll him out of the ring before the fucking thing pulls a Death Star and blows up. Yeah. 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 yeah, But the one problem is. Didn't pull a Death Star. Anymore. It didn't. No, yeah. you know, it didn't. So, like, Luke Skywalker's got one over the AEW, that's for sure. But anyways, how was covering Moxley going to help uh, in the event that it was to explode? It just would have killed the both of them. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was supposed to be an act of heroism to turn uh, Kingston face. Well, it's definitely going to work, but I love yeah. it. I love Eddie Kingston, heel face, whatever. Like, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's unfortunate that there was the technical issue of not all the explosions going off because that's like that's always a that's always a thing with live television is mm-hmm. like yeah, shit's gonna if shit does go wrong, there's literally nothing you can do about it. Right? There's no there's no retakes, and yeah, Unless it's just. It's a, I'm sorry, unless it's an Edge Orton match. Oh yeah, that's and true. Then, and then you could you can do all the retakes you want. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> well, if right. there was no people there, they could have done that. But. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or they, uh, they could have just went to dark, ran ran back in, threw some more <laughs> explosives on, and oh, fuck. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I kind of felt bad. Like I like Kingston was in both Moxley were trying to sell it so much. Because like they, they both had their eyes closed, so they obviously didn't realize that not all the bombs had gone off. So they're just doing their jobs, trying to make it seem like like selling it like they had died. Uh, but really, I wish there was like some audio of a close up of them hearing just the sparklers, and then boom, boom, and then them laughing like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah. <laughs> Well, Guaranteed that's what it was. After after the cameras went off, though, yeah, John Moxley did cut a promo saying that Kenny Omega can put up a hell of a fight, but he can't make a bomb worth shit. <laughs> I've seen more dangerous shit on Ridiculousness. What the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, essentially, the explosion ended up being like the equivalent of that. Uh, that gag gun that when you shoot it, the flag that comes down. The oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You mean the gag gun that made Mr. McMahon piss himself on an episode yeah. of Rush? Yeah, that Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but that that that, that was an old Bugs Bunny thing, and you you better not mention it because that might get cancelled too. Oh well, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a whole other thing. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, shit that's like going on in the world that needs to be don't fuck, leave cartoons alone anyways right. yeah <laughs> so oh so 
that was that was AEW Revolution. What do you guys say? Horns up, horns down, horns in the middle. Uh, with the exception of that unfortunate dud of an ending, which was completely out of the talent's control, it was a really good pay per view. So I'm going to give it a horn, okay. horns up. What about you, dude? I'm going to give it an up as well. Besides the besides the acne bomb at the end, it was good. <laughs> okay, this is me. Okay, just a sec. Going into my wallet. Mm. Okay, I've got and I'm taking out fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I have my Megadeth cigarette lighter in my hand. Oh, come on! You hear that? <laughs> yeah, that that is me setting fire to my fifty bucks. Horns down. Really? It, yeah, it had a couple. It had a couple moments, but for the most part, I just like I. I just dropped fifty bucks on this. Mm. Uh, maybe if I drank, if I had a couple more shots, uh, who knows? <laughs> but or if you would have yeah. come and watch it with us, you ask. <laughs> if I would, if I, if I would have been able to come out and we made an evening of it and all that together, then yeah, perhaps, perhaps. But just, uh, just. No, no, sorry. And and I'm. Uh, this is actually kind of surprising because this is the first dud of a like I've seen pretty much. I've seen all of AEW's pay per views. And excuse me, sorry. This this has been the only dud. You can't win them all. Mm, I suppose not. But yeah, over. I I, I was entertained by the majority of it, uh, with the exception of the 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 actual dud ending. But at the end of it all, <coughs> at the end of it all, I came out as the new WNIC champion. <laughs> Motherfucker, that's right. Two-time WCC <laughs> Right on, my friend. King the belt on his shoulder like an asshole. Yeah. Right on. I had already known, based on all, off our predictions, that before the main event had happened, I... I was already the winner because exactly. we already we all voted for Omega anyway, so right it would have, it would have ended up same 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 difference either way. So yeah, I watched the exploding barbed wire death match with the WNIC championship draped over my shoulder. Ah, <laughs> right on, right on. You both rule and suck for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please, please tell me. <laughs> please. Uh. Please tell me when you went into work the next time you wore the belt. Oh, no, this is ah, a kid's not fit around my waist. <laughs> <laughs> we got to order one from championbelts.com first. Yeah, there we are. There we are. Like an, actual, an actual W, like a unique looking original design WNIC title. I, I, I wouldn't mind getting one of those down there the line. There we are. But well. that, it'll come in due time. And uh yeah. So from the fallout of uh of this uh, uh what I don't know what you would call that uh the dud uh, any uh, anything other more than a dud. Uh, um I, actually I Onita tweeted about it. Oh, oh did he? Really? Yeah. He's like he enjoyed the match and like he's like it sucks malfunctions happen but it was good and he would love to bring his version to the states. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and if he brings his version to the States, I'm fucking going. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Let's let's see this done properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Kenny Omega can't make one for shit. I, I don't listen to Jim Cornette's podcast, but I can only imagine the field day he absolutely must have had with this. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, like, shit that it's happening on, like, pay-per-views, like, this is mud show bullshit, and then the dud, and then him dying, pissing himself, laughing, probably. Oh, yeah. I imagine, like, well, before before uh, Dynamite last night, when they when <laughs> Moxley had made the comparison to uh, Acme for the explosives, I actually pictured in my head Jim Cornette saying something along the lines of, like, let me ask you something, Tony Khan. Where the fuck do you get your explosives from? From a fucking coyote on the side of a desert fucking road? Fucking <laughs> stars. That's yeah. That's some. That's something. Cor- that old corny would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, did, did he? Did, or did you buy them from Russo? <laughs> Shit you know, stayed. He likes to bring Russo up in everything. Yeah. It, well, it that's was a, a that's swerve, bro. That's our corny. <laughs> I I listen every week. I listen to both Cornette's podcasts. It's the most entertaining thing in wrestling, apart from this show. Okay, regardless of whether it's a podcast, wrestling show, or or, or anything, there's a lot of stuff I agree with, and there's a lot of stuff that I don't agree with. And you know, like okay, dude, like I think you're nitpicking a lot of stuff. But he's bang on with a lot of stuff as well, so it's it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I I don't listen to his podcast, but I've I've heard snippets of it here and there, and mm-hmm. I can just picture him saying exactly what I just did in my little channeling of, of oh oh every every dynamite and every NXT show the guy has an aneurysm like it's just, oh, it's like dude relax <laughs> like you're gonna. You're 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 gonna have a heart attack before yeah. you know like oh he doesn't like NXT either um better better than AEW but he's very critical about it about and but NXT as well now that said okay I'm finally getting NXT proper up here mm-hmm. okay and now the last couple of weeks I've been going back and forth the Wednesday Night War has come to Snowy Manor woo mm-hmm. all right. Until NXT moves to until yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's gonna and be then cool. it's NXT and Impact. You got to jump back and forth, and I'm gonna be doing that as well, you know. But um, I not knowing as much about NXT as like definitely you two do and all that. I have to admit, even though it's WWE, NXT has been the superior show for me so far. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, the following dynamite. Yeah, as we speak, was just last night. What's mm-hmm. going on? Well, they tried to kind of cover up, I guess, for the lack of explosions. By mm-hmm. well, yeah, they they kind of blamed. Essentially, they blamed Kenny Omega for not knowing how to build a proper bomb. Omega and Callis said they did it on purpose to make everybody look like fools. That's the best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie Kingston said the reason why he passed out was because he was getting uh, flashbacks from uh, uh, anxiety attacks from being in prison and uh, the prison guards taunting him before going to court. So they really did their best to try to like 
turn it into a storyline. And yeah, like whether, what, like, I don't know. It's, I still think the pay-per-view is going to be remembered for that dud, no matter oh, how. Yeah. Yeah. No matter everything that Ethan page did, all of the highlights gone, done. Like yeah. this is it. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but yeah. So they, they tried playing it up like that. They made, they kind of poked fun at themselves for it, but, uh, I hope they don't like call any more attention to it going mm-hmm. going forward. It's done. It's done. Yeah. Yeah, it's just time to move on. Time to move and on. When Onita can come back to the States if he comes to AEW and be like, if you guys want the rematch, I'll fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Omega, you ain't building shit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, the the other newsworthy thing that happened on Dynamite last night was a formation of a new heel stable, and I guess the the face the face turn of a of another one because yeah, Sammy Guevara came out and basically like foiled uh, MJF's plans to try to usurp the leadership of the inner circle from Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. This ended up backfiring completely on him as all the all the OG inner circle members t- then turned on MJF, and he was like cowering in the corner, playing up the, the the chicken shit heel that he is, trying to beg for mercy, being that I sh- trying to tell them that it was it was never my plan to overtake the inner circle, and then he stops and says, "Because I've been too bu- busy building one of my own," and then the lights cut out, the lights come back on, and. Yeah, Sean Spears, FTR, Wardlow, and Tully Blanchard were all standing behind the inner circle. And yeah, to start it all off, I think it was uh, Dash Dash Harwood, or no, it was oh, sorry, Ca- uh, Cash Wheeler. Cash Wheeler hit uh, Jake Hager in the head with a champagne bottle, and then everybody just went to town on the inner circle, turning them face in the process. Mm-hmm. And then capping the whole thing off with. Uh, Yes, yeah, or uh, sorry, Sammy Guevara got put through a chair that was propped up into the corner by by uh, Sean Spears. Uh, Tully Blanchard gave a spike pile driver to both uh, Santana and Ortiz after they had been handcuffed, and then yeah, they, they capped it off with Jericho being power bombed off the uh, stage by Wardlow. So I don't know who what they're what these guys are calling themselves, but the, there's definitely some horseman vibes going on here. Even though there's six, mm-hmm. yeah. right, right. Well, there's a manager, just like JJ. I guess, and yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was swerved. Like I didn't see this coming. I didn't. No, I, you know, I figured, okay, they're either they're they're going to turn Jericho face, you know, and MJF is taking over the inner circle or whatever and all that. I didn't see the whole new faction being formed and all that so i thought okay that's that's great and they're going with this they're like they're going to be going you know with this faction versus that with this versus that faction and that then that's great like i'm kind of looking forward to this i think um maybe not for f f ftr i think they might get a little wasted in this, but you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to ring the death bell on that, just, just yet. 
I will say, though, okay, one of the things that has really bugged me about Chris Jericho, like ever since he showed up to AEW, basically, was the singing of his theme song. Okay, considering you, yeah, because he's a he's a total heel, he's a total scumbag. It's a great song; everyone loves it. I get it, but he's a heel, and that is a total babyface thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying I'm I'm saying this right now, okay, and it's being recorded. It's out there in the interwebs and all that. I will no longer bitch and moan and complain and gripe about people singing the theme song because he's a face now. <laughs> Go nuts, people. I'll sing with you. <laughs> so next time we see Snowy, we just have to sing Fandango's theme this <laughs> He'll just walk into your house and be like, and he'll just close the door and be like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, felt, I, I feel I better. That, yeah, I felt that a face turn has been coming for Jericho for a while now since he's like people have been singing his theme song and he's kind of been like like embracing it rather than rejecting it lately. So you know, like especially ever since they've been allowing fans back into the the arena. It's for time. It's time, yeah. Yeah, so he's been he's been a heel ever since he showed up in AEW. He, he had his good run. Now it's time to see uh, face Jericho again. The ser- serious Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Not, not, the, not, not the one in the, in the three-piece suit that we saw in 2008, but the, the kind of like face Y2J, you know? That, that Chris Jericho. And the Jericho that's doing the Vegas parties and the dancing debonair or whatever. All, the, all, all of that horse shit, I hope, is done. Yeah. You know, because he's just like, like, is this is this all the crap that he wanted to do on Raw? And they said no, and like, like, who, who knows? I'm I'm looking forward. I'm I'm looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. It just I missed a lot of the brawl between the two because on the other channel mm-hmm. Was Finn Balor versus Adam Cole? Excuse me, while I kiss the sky. What a great yeah. fucking match! <laughs> I'll I'll take that over a brawl anytime. But mm-hmm. all right, so that was all in well and good. But the kind of want to touch upon a little bit the dynamite before the pay per view. Who oh. uh, who who. Who caught the Shaq match? Uh, I did. I think, yeah, I think all, all of us did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I have to admit, okay, uh, I wasn't expecting much, and I didn't get much, really. Like, just except there were more highlights than I thought we were going to get. First of all, like, it, okay, with all of with what they okay, you have like one of the biggest names, uh, a, a definite household name, and mm-hmm. you're building this up, regardless of how piss poor they had done the build and all that. Okay, for this to be the curtain jerker on your TV show, after all, like that was the first match of 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 on that episode of Dynamite, and I was yeah. like, really. 
Okay, this this match actually should have been a part of Revolution. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Been, okay, fine. You want to make it a main event? It's the Wednesday Night War, or you, or you want it on Dynamite? It's the Wednesday Night War. Why not have it on the main event? I don't know. I guess <laughs> they they must have figured that it was getting so much uh, negative feedback already from their main uh, audience. Mm-hmm. They thought like, okay, if we throw this on the beginning of the show, it won't matter because at least we'll have like a majority of the first hour and like the entire second hour that people are still going to tune in. So maybe they thought people would be like, well, okay. I'll just not watch the first 10 minutes of Dynamite if that's going to be the opening match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is kind of tanking yeah. and all that. That said, okay, I don't want to be a total Debbie Downer here. Got to give props to the Shaq, okay? Because okay, he's he's a big star and all that. Mm-hmm. He He did not have to go through a table like no. that. No. Like when I saw that, I was just like, "Wow, I can't believe that!" Like, good yeah. on him. He's a big boy too, so that would have sucked. That would have sucked, and he sold it. Yeah, that's well, true. yeah. He's like seven foot two, and falling from that height through a table would not feel great. It would not. It would not. Like, okay, like the wrestling bookers <laughs> and wrestlers of today should take a page from the Shack book. Okay, <laughs> when it comes to selling shit, okay, when you go through a fucking table, that should be lights out. At least yeah. not get up right away and do it five more times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, so, yeah, like yeah. big big props to Shaq for actually taking that bump. Oh, not, not every celebrity would have. So he's probably still feeling it. Oh, probably, probably, but, and. Definitely horns up to Red Velvet because she made that Cargill chick look like a million bucks. Yeah, Jade Cargill. (laughs) An impressive physique, but not very. (laughs) There's no way that she should have been on TV. No, considering how how many months has this like been hyped up? Like (laughs) she's had so long to prepare. And I'm surprised <laughs> companies like EW of all companies would put someone so green in such a high high profile match. Yes, yeah, when, that's getting and the, when Pat the, McAfee did it in two weeks and look how good he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. Uh-huh. Like, oh. Uh-huh. But I okay. I'm a little lost with some of the like the sequence of events here, but First of all, when they were taking the shack there to uh, the ambulance, mm-hmm. okay, and they're they're putting him in, and his legs, his legs are too long. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know how this unconscious guy was able to pull his legs up <laughs> like that. And it just it just kind of reminded me of those 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 old eighties slasher films. You know, when the corpse is standing in the shower and it kind of falls out or it falls out of the closet. For oh. some reason for some reason the dead person is vertical. Yeah. And I saw that so many times growing up. 
<laughs> and I just got I just got eighty slasher film post stress traumatic stress stress flashback from when from that like when I saw the Shack move his move his feet up. That was it. Was there not another time where they panned back to the ambulance, but Shivani wasn't there, so they went back back. You know, back to the regular action. They went back to the ambulance. Shivani's finally there. Uh-huh. And he opens up the ambulance. <clears throat> oh, I, okay, would there be, would you be, as a ring announcer or as a TV announcer, do you have the authorization of opening <laughs> up an ambulance door? <laughs> I wouldn't think so, no. I know, I know. This is a little thing, but uh, you know that kind of that kind of gave me a chuckle. It's like, oh, the shack isn't here. I'm just going to open up this ambulance door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. And hopefully, they took him to a hospital, Vince. Yeah. Not a local medical facility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely dropped the ball on that, but I hope Red Velvet's a superstar a couple years yeah. years down the line because between her, her and Cargill and Cody and Sports Ball, there she was definitely sports the star. <laughs> she was definitely the star of that, and yeah. she's green herself. Like, like who who the hell is Red Velvet? Like, is she an was she an indie girl before coming on? Or is- I'm having- I know she was like a protege of Brandy Rhodes. That's why she got oh. the position on this. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm well, set. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, Velvet's going to show Rhodes a thing or two. Yeah, probably. But nevertheless, let's just hope that this is the end of Shaq's in-ring career. <laughs> yes. And he, and he can go back to selling Epsom printer products on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can yeah. remake Shaq Fu. Yeah, there you go. Horrible just, video game. Uh, just like, just like what's his name in the Guardians of the Galaxy, Batista. Oh, go yeah. and go and have a brilliant movie career. Mm-hmm. Stay out of the fucking ring. Yeah. <laughs> Especially oh. when his return, he tripped getting in the ring at WrestleMania. It was so funny. Oh yeah, and then they re- then they redid it and cut it out of the oh, nice. entrance, and cut it out of the replace. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, switching, well. switching gears here a little bit. Let's get into some real wrestling. I tell you, we never would have had any of these problems, any of these criticisms. I'm sure. Jim Crockett Jr. could have made a proper exploding ring. Yes, you an NWA ring. <laughs> I mean, in anything would be better than that. <laughs> yeah. It definitely, it definitely would have. As you heard, like we said at the beginning of the show, we paid tribute to Mister. Crockett, and we want to switch gears a little bit to our turnbuckle talk. And I just wanted to share, oh, maybe a handful of um, some of the some of the top moments 
you know, of the Mid-Atlantic slash World Championship uh, ter- territory that kind of happened under the watchful eye of Mr. Mr. Crockett Jr. The granddaddy of them all was known as Starcade. Mm-hmm. And they use that expression, the granddaddy of them all, because basically it was the first supercard. And they're kind of just kind of winging this off the top of my head and all that. I don't have a lot of the, a lot of the details, the, the dates, you know, the where's, the why's, and all of that. But basically, Starcade, the very first one was in 1983, I believe, in Charlotte. Okay, because okay. the Carolinas was like New York for the WWF. It was like Calgary for Stampede and all that. Like that, that was the place. Um, the main event. For the very first Supercard was Ric Flair's second NWA title victory in cage over Harley Race. They had dubbed this match a Flair for the Gold, which they would use years later in WCW for Ric Flair's interview segment on on TBS, on, on 605 and on the pay-per-views. That's where that originally started. Okay. As as well on that supercard was the famous Roddy Piper Greg Valentine dog collar match. Oh, okay, which is still the prototype for that type of match. And this was also, I believe, one of the first times that closed circuit TV was used. Like there was no pay per view at the time, okay, mm-hmm. but there was closed circuit. TV through various different areas. It was closed circuit TV that I saw WrestleMania 2 in the old Winnipeg Arena. They set up two big, two big giant screens, and you know, and they charged admission into the arena, and you watched WrestleMania 2 that way. And then it was shortly after that, probably with WrestleMania 3 and all that, that was when pay-per-view really kind of kicked in. Okay. Now, closed circuit was still being used, you know, within the NWA. Yeah, you had pay-per-view, but closed circuit was also a thing as well. So that's kind of one of the innovations for Crockett as well. Under Crockett Promotions, we saw the rise of Sting. It's Sting! It's Sting! <laughs> it's Sting. When the merger, when Crockett had bought from Bill Watts the Universal Wrestling Federation, a whole whack of the talent. Now, the idea was for the UWF and the NWA to, as different promotions, and you know, have a rivalry and all that. Probably the the prototype is that it was probably what that was supposed to be was probably what Vince had in mind for Raw versus SmackDown. Some, mm. Something akin to that. And for one reason or another, I don't know why, but the whole, the whole idea got pulled. The, U, the UWF was dissolved. Snowy cried for six months. <laughs> uh, um, but basically, 
<laughs> but basically, a lot of good talent went to Crockett, including one man called Sting. To which they uh, put the rocket. Sting. Sorry, <laughs> his old his old uh, his old music from back in the in those days was it. Like, He's the man called Sting. The man called Sting. Yeah, yeah. They saw they saw the talent mm-hmm. there, and you know they put they 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 put him against Flair. The the forty five minute draw at the Clash, and then the, the the cage match victory and all that. It just it's you knew Sting was a star, and mm-hmm. it was under Mister Crockett, I believe. Another moment, I believe I mentioned at the beginning of the show, like the birth of World Championship Wrestling from the Mid-Atlantic Territory, the rise, like like the six, the the fabled six oh five show, mm-hmm. okay, which we didn't start getting up here until I believe, oh, okay, if it was eighty eight, we started getting. World Championship Wrestling after the sale to Turner. So we started getting that 605 show Saturday nights under Turner. I don't okay. know. But yeah, yeah. It was just just the rise of WCW was, you know. WCW. WCW. Yeah, WCW. you know, I, I still talk like that. I'll, <laughs> I'll walk around the house just saying WCW. <laughs> you walk around the house saying Roman Reigns. Everything. Oh yeah, I don't. Roman, I don't. Roman. Roman Reigns. Did, did you did you pull a that's not fair for Flair on Sunday? Oh, tell me, you did shit. I didn't do it once. Oh, sorry. That would have been great for the flub at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not fair for Flair. Yeah, it definitely would have. Yeah, yeah. The whole time. Ruffin was probably just like, don't fucking say it. <laughs> it ended and you didn't say it. And she's like, is, is he feeling okay? Is he okay? Pie person, where, where, where is my husband? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, if you're tuning in for the first time, that's just one of the things that I have with my wife. I like to. I like to summon my inner Bobby Heenan and I'll bug my wife by, you know, that's not fair for Flair and all that. And that just gnaws at her. So, and it's it's my job to torment her like that. Like, come on. No. Of course. Uh, uh. During the height of the of Crockett promotions was the 80s. Okay. Which was the height of the Cold War between the US and Russia. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God the bomb didn't drop. Okay, hey, thank God we didn't actually, the U.S. didn't actually go to war oh, with the U.S. But, you know, there was a lot of nervous tension, okay, when I, when I was growing up between the two. Magnum T.A. in the N.W.A., okay, he was going to be a huge star. He had this amazing run against Tully Blanchard, winning the U.S. title. He had a great tag team with Dusty Rhodes, and he had, during the Great American Bash Tour, he had this amazing best-of-seven matches with Nikita Koloff. The U.S. versus Russia. Okay. Okay. 
in which Magnum took that one step, you know, what was going to be to greatness to become one of the greatest of all time. There was no way that Magnum TA was going to fail to be spoken in the same words, you know, the same the same breath as Ric Flair, Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, okay? Unfortunately, fate had uh, other ideas. Magnum was um, injured in a car accident, and that was his, that was the end of his career, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Using that, though, in one, one, one of the greatest turns of all time, even though he was just in a blood feud with Magnum TA, Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare. Okay. Turned face in honor of Magnum, started teaming with Dusty Rhodes, and they became the superpowers. Okay. You know, the U.S. Okay. And, okay, well, big deal. It's a new tag team, this guy and and then this guy. No, this was the height of the Cold War. This Mm. was when, you know, being a Russian in the U.S., I, I don't I, I don't know how Nikita Koloff, I, Ivan Koloff, Boris Zukov, I don't know how they never got lynched, especially in the territories. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, why does that remind me of a, a new Jack story when an old, I don't remember what promotion when they were fighting. Was it Rock and Roll Express and they were out in the freeway and all people saw driving by was two black men chasing white men down with tennis rackets? <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to be uh, black during that that era, especially no. in the South. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's definitely that that's a turnbuckle talk that I've got brewing in the back of my little brain here. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, the superpowers, you know, during the height of the Cold War, absolutely amazing. And that just made Nikita Koloff like the biggest baby face like ever. Like it was absolutely amazing. And the the ramific okay, the ramifications of this are still going on today. Okay, they're they're it it didn't happen. Last year, because of the Carino and all that, but 2019, okay, I believe it was, no, it was in the NWA. They just had a lot of uh, Ring of Honor um, talent in it. But we saw the return of the Crockett Cup. The Jim uh, Crockett, yeah, the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament, to be more specific, to which Brody King and PCO had oneness okay the crockett cup though it dates back to 1986 in the nwa in more specifically the mid-atlantic territory the road warriors were kicking ass and taking names at the time um they had this huge huge tag team tournament named after Jim Crockett Sr. Okay, and they invited tag teams from all throughout the NWA territories. And it was actually pretty, it was quite the spectacular thing. Unfortunately, it can be found 
on VHSs, not up here, obviously, and all that. But yeah, yeah. this was there was no pay per view and all that, and that's too bad because the Crockett Cup was definitely a major event. 1986, the inaugural tag team tournament saw the Road Warriors winning it. The following years was the aforementioned in 1987 was the aforementioned Superpowers right after they got together. And then the final one, 1988, saw Sting! 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 And Lex Luger, you know, um, when, when Lex Luger was on fire and was just over huge, you know, that that is the Crockett Cup. I believe, I, I know for sure, the first Crockett Cup, at least the majority of the matches are up on YouTube. Whenever okay. you guys, you know, on a lazy Sunday afternoon, you want to see some great wrestling. You're gonna want to just 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 throw it in your Google thing or your your search on you on YouTube. Look for the Crockett Cup. You'll find all sorts <clears throat> of great stuff. So I I say this a lot. We'll run radioactive metal and all that, but uh, my childhood's dying literally. Okay, mm-hmm. with with artists passing away. Okay, and the num and the number as well of um, horror film personalities are passing away and all that, and it's like ah, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. And Jim Crockett, you know, was responsible for a good chunk of my entertainment in my teens. So homework: check out some cool shit from Mister Crockett. All right, well, guys. Let me get another drink from my throat's dry from all my yap in there. But uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think we uh, I think we did good tonight. Yeah, all things considered. So maybe it's time to bring uh, this crazy train into the station. How can people get a hold of us? Uh, they can get a hold of us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wrestling night in Canada or on Instagram at wrestling night in Canada. And of course. Wrestling Night in Canada is a proud member of the Shining Wizards Podcast Network, www.shiningwizardsnetwork.com. I'm sure you're checking us out there. If not, go there. Not only are we on there, there is this awesome heavy music program called Radioactive Metal, our brother episode. If you haven't had enough of your cool Uncle Snow, you might want to go hear some of the stuff he's got to say over there. And there's just a whole metric shit ton of wicked podcasts. It's predominantly a pro wrestling, but like I said, there's music, there's comedy, there's pop culture, there's a little bit of everything. As a matter of fact, right now, the Midnight Jury, who cover a lot of pop culture from the 80s and the 90s, they had a whole episode dedicated strictly to the 80s teen sex comedy Porkies. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> this is definitely a piece of uh, snowy history right there. So shout out and horns up to those guys and everyone at The Shining Wizards Network. In the meantime and in between time, 
That's it. This is been <laughs> an explosive episode <laughs> of Wrestling Night in Canada. Uh, I'm Snowy White. I'm Matt Copper. I'm Dustin Maruka. Signing off. And we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. <laughs>